And, and then also, you know, we had a thought of, you know, that was all the closest thing that I think you get from us today that feels like pitchy is it felt like there's an opportunity for a big old twist in the end of this, if you guys were inspired in that as we're reading it now, it almost feels like Naomi's a little bit of the, you know, the, the, the babe in the woods, right? Like she's, she's, she's kind of gotten lucky um, that not lucky. She's obviously talented, but she's also been, you know, sort of under the tutelage of um, this other, this other woman who is, you know, in this dynamic with her. And it sort of felt, did you guys watch Succession by any chance? Mm-hmm. So this is like one of the big like monkey paw shows. We get obsessed with two or three shows. And so it's like all we talk about for four months. Um, but we were all thinking about, a little bit about the the end of last season, which was like this this big twist with Tom Wobscans, where the person who you kind of didn't think you thought was like kind of the most neutered is kind of the person who ends up giving us a turnabout. Not to say that that's what we have to do here, but it just felt like for us, like there might be something interesting if ultimately Naomi is kind of more, um, uh, has been, has been, has been sort of playing this game a little more willingly than we, than, than maybe we thought. And that there was some, so that, that's more, uh, and that's a pitch only in the sense that it's more almost about form and tone and genre for us than it is about, like a plot pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, look, we can, we'll, we obviously could get into more detail on all this stuff, but I just, just to set it off, I was just, I was just going to say that's sort of where you guys have inspired us so far on this stuff. Yeah. And I'll just add and say, I think, you know, having this document from you, Shaka has been very helpful just because, you know, we really get to see all of the things that you've been considering and thinking about from a character standpoint, world standpoint, story standpoint we very much understand this is a work in progress like there are these conversations happening with uh the writers and figuring out you know like what the actual take will be but this was i think this was a really helpful just first step and so we didn't want to come today and just be like overly prescriptive about like what where the story can go because it doesn't feel like we're at that place but what we would like to do, if you guys are open to it, is just have a like kind of back and forth kind of discussion about some things that we think are important to consider, you know, like as we move forward and when kind of teed up some of those things. But there are a few others. And then we, we would also love to just check in with you guys and see how the meeting with Cortia went, if there have been any additional conversations with Aida and kind of where you are in your process. So wherever you guys want to begin, I think... We can. I, I think we can start with um, sort of the, the thoughts you all had, and then go into the sort okay. of conversation with Quincy and Ida. All right. Cool. Cool. So, when can we talk through the notion of there being some type of big twist, which um, we think is interesting. We also just, I think, as Wen said earlier, really want to get a sense of if you're still thinking of this as a two-hander between Naomi and Afua. You know, and like if it is a two-hander between them, you know, we think it would be interesting to kind of get more of a sense of where we start with them, like what that first act is kind of looking like in terms of are we building out um, Naomi's stardom more? I, I think what what we felt the only thing that we weren't quite understanding is kind of 
Naomi's story outside of, you know, just their relationship. We weren't understanding like Naomi in terms of, you know, like what is it, what is the outcome of the possession as it relates to her specifically? You know, we know we start with her as this pop star who's kind of being controlled. She's, you know, on strings, but, um, where does the possession take her? And I, I felt like I remember in our initial conversation, I believe you guys said something along the lines of wanting um, Naomi to like experience freedom at the end. And, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about what freedom could look like, you know, and if that's like her overall motivation, but I think really wanting to, to understand from you guys, whether it's now or later after conversations with, you know, Aida or Corti or whoever we decide to work with, um, just what Naomi's overall motivation is if this is an actual two-hander. Yeah. Um, that's a great, those are great questions, I think. Um, I think it is a two-hander or maybe even a three-hander, but the thing that's kind of com- makes it, makes sort of the two versus three complex is that, um, you know, at a certain point, Naomi's possessed by this by the spirit, and so I think to start with, just you know, to address the idea, sort of the, the question as to what the possession looks like and how it affects Naomi. I, I think what makes sense to me is that, and again, all of this is so preliminary. I mean, you know, putting this document together caused me to just like make some sort of statements that are, that are might on the page feel declarative, but they're far from, you know, I think uh, I need to kind of get in there with, with Cortez and, and Ida and, and sort of see what they bring the, the, to the table. Um, but I do think that what makes sense to me is is the uh, possession and, and the horror side of it occurring specifically when Naomi is resistant and when uh, a fool is resistant. So, for example, like, I, um, I had this idea that uh, you know, basically they decide to leave the island, you know what I mean? Um, at a certain point, because you know, and I think early on I talked about um, them attending this sort of chromanty ceremony and the possession occurring there. Uh, but the more I thought about it and the more I watched, you know, kind of movies in the genre, it felt like a mistake to basically tell our audience what's happening to this person. You know, and and it made a lot more sense for there to be some kind of mystery around when she's possessed and how she's possessed and kind of what's happening to her. Um, and so, what I'm thinking is that the possession kind of can occur um, maybe in the midst of them recording a song. Uh, so, I'm thinking if if a fool's ancestor, the spirit. Um, it has in many ways been in a, in, a, in a sense a sort of spiritual creative muse. Um, you know, she's, I think when she, uh, you know, is, first of all, like she's, I think she's like never been, she's never been, she doesn't even know she's necessarily even, you know, Caribbean. Um, doesn't even know that she even has this ancestry. So I think when she ends up on this island, uh, almost as if the spirit is like trying to scream to her, like, Yo, you, do you know where you, you're here? You know, like, I'm, I'm here, you're here, we're back here, we're back here. Um, and I think it's trying to communicate to her, 
you know, through song while they're in the studio. And and by this point, they're sort of towards the, the end of their sort of uh, vacation. And the plan is, you know, after, like, they're, they're going to be probably heading back, to, heading to the next tour stop, tour destination in the morning. Um, but they're recording, you know, attempting to record something with, like, a local artist, like, that night. And um, I'm thinking, and this is if, you know, we go with the idea that uh, not only someone who struggled with the history of substance abuse, that potentially she's relapsed, or maybe she's even just been drinking a little bit. Um, and she's, like, sloppy, you know? And, you know, they're supposed to be, like, recording this, like, sort of sunshiny pop tune with, you know, a, a kind of, like, big biggish like dance hall act and um you know melody's supposed to be just like sunshiny and pleasant and a fool is like the, the things that she's hearing that are coming to her are like the complete opposite she just is like i don't understand why i'm even hearing like that like i don't even hear this way like why are these melodies are coming with so dissonant and naomi's you know semi-wasted and uh naomi is able in that moment to take that same melody that Afu was struggling with and bring it to life in a way that makes complete sense and is eerie and haunting and beautiful. And that, to me, could potentially be the moment of possession, you know? And, and like, like, it should feel like the kind of thing where, you know, you've never... Afu is not used to not only being able to, A, really create. She's more of a mimic. So the fact that she's able to do something that musically that Afu is not is throws her and also the fact that her artist is in the state and i'm thinking like you know she she could like you know kind of recite this melody and get sick and like you know throw up and faint you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i think the next day like and she you knows she thinks oh it's it's the alcohol it's the you know the the, the, the drugs you know and you know the plan is like okay get it cleaned up like next morning we'll get on the flight get deal you know and she gets on the flight and she starts like she is really sick like and it, and it, it could be a kind of thing where it could be cool if it's like a commercial airline you know because then it's like imagine if a pop star was like breaking out with like raw boils or you know what i mean like because they can't read like the basically the more she resists the more she suffers you know um and i think you know just sort of uh structurally I think that probably around, and I'm I'm like talking kind of out of my ass here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's no, I'll get you know, but like, but like, you know, Paige. Imagine so, like, thirty minutes in, she's possessed. Sixty minutes in, or somewhere between thirty and sixty, you learn it's a fool's ancestor who's possessing her. Um, and then once you learn, once a fool learns it's her ancestor, once the the mandate is like, listen, if you just stop resisting the possession will go a lot easier. Like the, the, the pain that, you know, Naomi's in all of the body horror stuff, like it'll, it'll ease and you'll be able to actually communicate with said spirit. And spirit is like, yo, I want you to make, I want to make a song, you know? Uh, and homie, I took some notes yesterday. I was thinking about this uh, <laughs> and I put down just some ideas and I don't I mean, you know, who knows if any of this stuff will stick. Um, uh, hold on a second. I'm just going to find it here. 
Well, I'll just say while you're looking for it, I, I personally love, and I think we as the Monkey Paw team do love, like, the idea of the possession happening in a progressive, like, or progression. It's a progression, you know, and, and this idea yeah. of her trying to resist and it fighting back. Like, that all felt really interesting and cool, imagining where that could go visually, you know, and and perhaps how it could impact, like, just the music and and her body i know we talked about those things before and it feels like there's a real opportunity to kind of have some fun you know with, mm-hmm. with those things as you watch the spirit kind of possessing her i think not to take us off of this track but i i think another question we had was like what awakens the spirit like is it is it something that Afuya is doing that makes this ancestral spirit kind of return. Uh, like that's what we were, we were just trying to figure out like why right now at this moment, like does the spirit come back um, and feel like this is something, this is kind of something that. Totally. Totally. No, I, I, I something that I actually wrote here. Um, and I, again, this could all, uh, all of this is fluid, but like one thing I said was, why now? And I said, Naomi gets possessed because it's the first time a fool is on the island. And A, the ancestor is deeply, is desperately trying to communicate with her. And I think B, Naomi somehow invites the spirit in. And I, I need to figure out what, like, like, and I think the reason that she invites the spirit in is because at this moment, you know, it's like, look, the cliche easy one is like, she commits, you know, attempts suicide. And it, in, in her spirit being like, yo, I'm, I want to be out of this body. A spirit mm-hmm. is like, oh, I can enter this body, right? Like, that's the sort of, like, easy, easy, super clean, you know, version, right? Right. But I think, I think the, like, you know, we'll find something a little bit more interesting. But I think that the key thing is that A, Naomi invites him. Got it. And B, the, and, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the fact that, like, he has a vessel. But I also think, and a reveal is that, like, yo, know, this spirit has been with, a fool her whole life. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you think of... No. Right. Yeah, she just didn't know. It's like when you think of ancestral, you know, just like African ancestral relationships, it's like mm-hmm. my ancestors would be in the... Like right now I'm in my mom's hospital bathroom talking about my ancestors are all around right now. You know what I mean? It's like... And so I think that that is sort of the idea. Um, but the reason that the, that the ancestors like... Try, and, and, and I think the ancestors like always trying to communicate with her. This is what you, you know, this is what you, the, the, the sort of idea is that like the ancestors constantly want to be in communication with you, with us as human beings. And, you know, unless you sort of tap into that, like you just kind of ignore them and act like, yeah. you know, they're gone. You know what I mean? So I think that this ancestor has been trying to communicate with her. But when she, when, when she's like goes to her ancestors' home, the place that like, you know, her, her family kind of comes from and is completely disconnected from it. And he sees like, yo, this place is totally different than, than you know, uh, like, and they're building this hotel and you're staying here. The ancestor's like, listen, like, I'm trying <laughs> to communicate with you. I'm trying, right. and like, uh, you can, and you're not hearing me, you know? And, well, I, yeah. Oh, but, I, but now I can get in her and, and I can communicate. And you'll pay attention. Yes, that's, yeah, that's really that's good. Funny. I mean, it's really good because it's like, Naomi has all of Afuya's attention, you know, like she, mm-hmm. she has all of her attention. She's spending all of her energy and effort to trying to continue to make her a star and to continue to make that money, you know, off of her. And, and so I think that connects with the other pieces that, that you have. I also love the idea of 
Naomi is the one that invited the spirit in. That's really cool. We had, we had talked about a number of different things. We had talked about maybe it was Afuya who invited the spirit in, but it, it was like trying to figure out their relationship dynamic with each other. But I think Naomi choosing to do it in some kind of way, even if she's unaware that she's exactly. done it, like it, it makes it more powerful. And it, um, I, I also think that uh, the, the thing that we kept going back to, which this may not be exactly right either, but I just throwing it out there because we're discussing it right now, was like, is there an opportunity to lean into the hotel or to lean into how like, you know, black people from America go to other countries. And we talked about yes. appropriation when yes. we first, you know, like, is there some type of totally. sound? I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, into the I, music. I, I love that. I love that about the hotel because I've been thinking like, like I'm think, I think that the hotel is a place where they also accord. I mean, this is based on G-Jam, which is both a recording studio and a like luxury villas. So I think that there's an opportunity where like, I even... I had this done, I know we're bouncing all around, but I was thinking about like, you know, when, 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 when like the first sort of sign that things are, or one of the early signs that things, that things are kind of going funny is like, Naomi tries to burn the hotel down, you know? Uh, and, and, you know, it's like, and, and then, and then leaves, escapes, and it's just like gone in the jungle, like on her own, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so, and like, and I think there's this idea of like, you know, they have this villa. Eventually, you know, because she can't take her possessed artist on tour, she, you know, comes up with this ruse to justify remaining in, you know, on the island while she tries to, you know, figure this out. And I think, you know, when, um, I think like, basically, I'm thinking like maybe Naomi refuses, and possessed Naomi refuses to, like record uh, at the hotel, you know, um, mm-hmm. like just as it's like, I, I wants nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I think maybe even sets up, I had this idea that I thought was really funny. If like she refuses to not only record at the hotel or even stay at the hotel. And like she insists on staying like outside, you know, like in the bush. <laughs> and if it was like, if it was like, yo, if it was, she can't not stay with her. You know what I mean? Like she can't have her <laughs> so artist, she's forced so to... she has to stay, which is really funny to me. Like I have to, and mm-hmm. I was also thinking about like what would make Afua most unlike her ancestor. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm thinking Afua hates the beach, she hates the jungle, she hates nature, she likes the mm-hmm. artists of, of a of a of like a luxury music studio. She's a she likes fluorescent light. You know, she like, she has no desire to be in the outdoors. So like if she has to stay here and is getting like eaten up by mosquitoes and it's just like you know and then i think at a certain point um they have to part ways you know mm-hmm. i think her and her and possessed naomi have to part ways and i think that you know on on possessed naomi's part like he has to realize in that because they have to part ways i think when they're trying to create this tune because i think first of all the music that he wants to create she's like she she doesn't even understand it you know what i'm saying and and he's just like you're not really an asset. I think I mean this is like funny and silly, but I kind of love it. If he like, if the spirit is like, listen, I know who I want to make this music with. You know what I mean? Like I know I know that like, you think you you like these producers, but I like these producers. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like 
you know, and, and like, um, you know, not, and basically like kicks Naomi out of, like, I'm at the kick stay full, like out of the session. So, the, uh-huh. so they have to part ways. But then at the end, but then like, he's having, he's struggling to, you know, to find that sound, to communicate with these producers who have way more in common with Ekpua than they do him, even though they're from the same, you know, region, just because they're centuries apart and shouldn't you know, in terms of generations. Um, and so he actually ends up needing Ekpua to, to, to actually make this music. Simultaneously, I think that she, um, when she separates from him, I think that she's like, she's, she's now just stuck on this island She's she's got this recording studio. She is a creative person. I think she's like fuck it. I'll just make some music on my own. But she discovers she has no creativity because that's her creative spirit, and she's completely separate from him. So she's mm. so she actually has to reconnect with him to, in order to. And she she comes to understand this. I think like you know. Well, I think there's a I think there's a there's 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 room for a couple characters who can kind of help like I think contextualize things, but also like like you know, deep in the story, like, not just serve uh, an expositional purpose, but, like, you know, like, like be baked in there in a real way, you know? Um, but I, I like the idea of, of them having this falling out and them both kind of coming to conclusions on their own that they need to kind of basically need each other and then coming back together and then starting to, you know, heal. And, of course, obviously, that there has to be... I, I agree with it, that there does need to be a twist, um, and one thing I'm, I was thinking was that um, I think though the twist needs to be the ancestor needs to be um, I think like basically you need to think that these two people are finally coming together and then Afu has to be completely in the dark as to what the purpose of this actual song is and it has to be mm-hmm. uh, you know like the twist has to be yeah I didn't tell you this cause, and I also like I've just been thinking a lot about um, the the end of the film, and not just you know the the Maroons sort of taking out. Because like I thought about it, I was like, yo, would they just take out you know the colonizer, or would they just be like, yo, everybody's dead and we start over? And it'd probably be more like everybody's dead and we start over. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I don't think it would just be like you know it'd be like, yo, y'all listen, like. We fucked up because we let them colonize this place, but they actually colonized y'all too. So it's not like you can be expected to, you know, <laughs> you, you, like you, you, it's too late for us. It's too late. Like we got to just like get, let's start over, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I think that there's a way where the twist can sort of be that the, the spirit is, is, has been also manipulating a fool. And I think you could even see a fool trying to manipulate the spirit at some point and then and then saying and then kind of getting a guilty conscience. So and and, and, and sort of like you know, I don't I don't know. It's it's still early, but I, I, I A I think we do need a twist, but I do think that the twist might be the spirit uh not, you know, pretending to cooperate with Naomi and, and not I mean rather than thinking with not and not and actually duping her. Yeah. Doctor, you remember you had that oh sorry, no go ahead, Dana. I was just going to say, I think that's interesting. I think what we are trying to figure out how to do with the twist, in addition to, um, you know, paying off this possession and kind of understanding, you know, why the spirit is here and what the spirit wants, like paying that off, also finding a way to pay off 
what we've been tracking in terms of this conflict or this tension between these two women as well, you know? Right, right, right. Just trying to figure out, because I I feel like um, what's at the center of the pages right now, granted these are, you know, again, still in a very nascent kind of stage, it, it is really centered around Afuya and the and the spirits relationship. But just I think our instinct is like we love all of that, but like trying to figure out how we can pay off Naomi in some way as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. For sure. For sure. I, I think, think part I of think it is a... You got wrong. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna no, say got... I was well there's two things that I was remembering. I was remembering you made a con when we were talking about this, you made a Note that you wanted this to maybe have some type of relationship to like Wicker Man, where there are, you know, are multiple people who are engaged in time to kind of reclaim the land. And then with Afua, Afua's spirit's relationship to the land and then Afua's relationship to Naomi's body. I mean, what I think makes it a two-hander is the fact that Naomi is ultimately going to reclaim her body and... Mm. consequently the land the question i mean i think what we've been debating on is just when it ends is it the carry type ending where it's just like clean slate tabula rasa everything starts over or is this now like taking this message to, out beyond the mm-hmm. island mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but i think shaka man i don't remember exactly because i've actually hadn't seen wicker man when you first brought it up but i remember you saying that this was that was key to the uh yeah the there was a there was a there was a time, and I mean that still might be the case where, um, you know, I was thinking that, like, the concierge, for example, um, who you know has a who is kind of tracking as an ally, um, could actually be involved with the other people who work at the hotel, um, in mm. in helping bring the spirit back for this purpose, but. I don't know if that's that I mean will, I think that's that'll it's kind of you know, fun. That, that, exactly. It's like that's like a it's like that's one of those things that'll go on the board and see it's like one of those I, it's like I don't know I, I think we'll sort of see if it works with the kind of the character study that we're doing because it might be a different movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I think but I do what Rob did remind me of was this idea of sort of Naomi reclaiming her her body and I think you know, the thing is, when Naomi stops resisting, I actually think there's a relationship that should develop between Naomi in terms of her, her spirit and the spirit of the, of the ancestor. Where, where Naomi, not only does she submit and welcome the spirit, but I think that she also, that you kind of like, it's almost like they make an agreement, you know? Um, uh, and who knows, like, for all... I, it, it's, it needs to be worked out more because, but I, but I definitely, I think the note I'm hearing and that I agree with is that you want basically to figure out how you're tying in the dynamic between Naomi and Afua mm-hmm. into the possession narrative and really like just the the, the, the entire body of these. Which I, I, I'm, I agree with you all a thousand mm-hmm. percent on that. So you know, it's just something we got to figure out. I think that's yeah. that's the most that's the that's the most rich part of. In a lot of ways, it's it's, it's you know one of the more rich parts of. Well, I think it's I think it's all rich, but I think you know it's just when you first started talking about this idea, you were like, I really want to explore how the music industry sets up 
you know, black women, you know, and almost yeah. like yeah. creates this conflict and unnecessary tension between people and, you know, like, and you you definitely are, you know, getting into just the physicality of it, you know, as we consider like a Zendaya type of person, you know, for this role. So we, we understand that, but just trying to figure out what is it that we're trying to say or what is it that we're, we're specifically trying to tease out as it relates to also just that part of the story where it is like the music industry and how it's no, treated. For sure. So, for sure. I, I, mean, I agree a thousand percent. I was, it was one character I was thinking of. I actually thought of Daniel for this. I didn't tell him, but uh, like a cameo about, uh, and like, I wondered if there were, and I, it's, I've been, you know, it's, it's something that when we get in the room, it'll go up on the board and we'll see if it makes sense. Um, but I remember my, my girlfriend telling me about uh, just this, one of her first managers who was this woman who was like abusive, you know what I mean? Um, and would put her in positions, thankfully she didn't do drugs, but like was was willing to put her in positions where she could have been like sexually taken advantage of by, by mm-hmm. folks and she saw it happen to other people, you know? And I wondered if, you know, like, I, I I don't want to make, it's important to me that we don't make a fool of villain, but I do think that, that there are instances where, you know who did that perfectly? Perfectly. And I need to rewatch this was I May Destroy You. Did you all see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Love it. Do you, do you, that's right, so another one of those, it's another one of those, one of those shows. One of the greatest things of all time. So yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, good. <laughs> and so do you remember that, that relationship between her and her homegirl who like just turned the other, like, just abandoned her? You know, in that moment, and like I think not quite as innocent because that was fucked up. But you were like, but you know, like she wasn't thinking versus just being like, you know, I'm just I see this thing going on here, and I'm not going to intervene. Which happens. I mean, look, look at the last couple of years. How many times you heard people say like, you know, I people say I had no idea, and you know they do. They just didn't intervene. You know. Um, because, like, intervening could mean that opportunity that I'm going for, that this person is holding over my head. Right. You know, it, I, I might lose her. that. She, she, like, Afuya needs Naomi to survive, essentially. Yes. That, yes. Is her, that is her bread and butter. So it's like, if she does something to rock the boat, you know, like, it's, you know, she's, she's complicit, you know? And, but um, then I also think about, like, who, who they both answer to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like one of the things that kind of shocked me was was to find out how in the music industry, like a lot of artists, women who are important, sell more records than men, have less power than the men that they sell more records than. Artists are artists. You know what I mean? So I wondered if there was space for an artist to be played by Daniel, who coming mean, like to shit I've heard. I mean, I, I just like I mean I've seen text messages like. You know, yeah, if you suck my dick, I'll do that. Like, crazy. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do that first if you do this. And then and it'll just be that blatant, you know? And so, like, I wonder if there's a space where, you know, a fool essentially put, put an artist in a position where she could really have been harmed, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that is actually what precipitated this nervous breakdown and desire to no longer be an artist anymore. And that's something that we kind of come come to find out down the line, especially yeah. if that individual c- comes to the island for whatever yeah. reason. You well, know, that's definitely like that. interesting. 
I think that we we wanted to dig in a little bit uh, in terms of Naomi's addiction and and all of that, and really get a sense of like how you were thinking about that. And the only reason why this is something that we we were kind of questioning or trying to wrap our minds around is because we feel like we've seen Zendaya. Like if she is the person that we decide that that's who we want for I this. I thought world. the same too. I thought yeah. the same. Too. And it was because I and it was it was one of those things that came after I thought as in there and I was like, oh wait, she's just been playing a drug addict for the last however many years. <laughs> I think I think she's not gonna do that. Uh I was like, so now, right. a, a, a drugs might not be the right, might not be the right. that might you know, might be. But I think if if for whatever reason we did were to go with drugs, the thing is I don't I don't think you see her on drugs. After I, I think if you see her on drugs for like fifteen minutes, you know what I mean. It's like she's not. And, and again, I don't think it has to be drugs. Like it, it, the reason I think I went to drugs is because I like the idea of, and it could be an artist who has a history of drug abuse, but you haven't, but you, you didn't see them relapse. They could just be in danger of relapsing. Because the main thing I wanted was the potentially the audience and definitely a fuller and the people around her to think. Oh, this possession! It t- I wanted to confuse it with something else, and I was like, "Well, what could someone confuse that kind of behavior with? Like, either a nervous breakdown, or maybe it's a history of just like, you know, mental uh, illness, you know, as opposed to to actual drug abuse." But I just wanted like something to, you know, to to confuse the audience with, essentially, to make them think it's one thing. Make them think it's one thing, but it's another thing. Got you. you know? That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, like it, it might not be drug abuse. It might just be mental illness. Like I, the, 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 the drug, the, and if it is drug abuse, it has to just like be, it can't be like what we've seen her do. Cause really what I, I think that the way to, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get her, I think the way to get her to be interested in it is to be like, you get to play in, in 18, a Jamaican man in the 18th century and a pop star and, and the Jamaican man's and like the, the two of them kind of, Forming a whole beat together, like you get to do all those crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, you know, I think, stretch. Yeah, she can stretch herself for sure. It was just that that way into her character just felt like a little familiar. But nah, I, but totally, I hear totally, you. Totally. I, yeah, but we. I think that is the right instinct in terms of it's it's something that the audience is not sure of whether or not this is possession or if this is just her and her old, you know, whatever her old right, ways right, are. So, right. Well, right. well, maybe, maybe when you, maybe the answer, I mean, I think that's really smart, Chuck. Maybe the answer is when you meet her, she's clean now and she's proud yeah, of being clean thinking. and she's got yeah. her chip and it's like, you're feeling like this. And so then in that first act part of it, that's where Afu is like, wait a second, you're back on the shit again. And us as the audience, it's like, wait a second, what the hell? Like, is she doing this thing? And then realizing that, no, she isn't. You kind of get... Right. Right. You get the advantage. You know, yes, you know this is a person who struggled with this. They're not doing it now. You see them behaving this way. You think that they've relapsed. You can even see them debating whether to relapse. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, then- um, the mileage that you get out of that is just what we're talking about. We have seen Zendaya do this so many times, so it's like, oh, here she is, you know, doing right. another yeah. role. It helps it. It helps it. It, it, it totally helps us, yeah. too. Because they go, oh, okay, this is, you know, yeah. 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 There's a way you could probably tap into, I mean, just think about all the things that pop stars go through. 
I mean, it could easily be like an eating disorder because there's nothing more about like, you know, controlling the body and like having the discipline, but also you have all the same physical manifestations mm -hmm. uh, at its very worst. Um, because yeah, I have oh, you're saying you're saying you're saying kind of like like you know in terms of, I mean, you, you I like, see what you're saying, but it's like okay. I think that the thing is it, it's it, it with that it's you kind of it's kind of limited to how the person literally physically presents. You know what I mean? Like you don't see. Right. And eating disorder publicly, you see the results of an eating disorder publicly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I mean, I, I've seen people that have had eating, eating disorders that I've seen, like, they have the physical body transformation, like, the skin crawling, like, it does, trans it can transform your skin. Uh, but yeah, I had the same thought, Dana, with respect to the, uh, the, the drug addiction. Um, how do we do that with somebody if we go after somebody like uh, a Zendaya? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, we have other little things, but we can email you the rest. Those were like the big, those were the big bullets, you know, just wanted to make sure we understood how you were thinking about, you know, some of this stuff on a deeper level. Kate, Ion, is there anything else we discussed that you guys feel like we should bring up now? I kind of had a question of, you know, if we're kind of steering towards Naomi inviting the spirit in, you know, because I, I, feel, I feel like I get a bit confused when it, there's a moment of like she keeps resisting the spirit, but then eventually she turns to inviting the spirit in. And if so, why does she choose to do that? Like, what does she gain from the spirit taking control of her body? Um, because I think I understand the Duppy's motivations of, you know, wanting to reclaim this island. Um, but for Naomi, by losing herself, what does she gain? Well, I think I think to start in the beginning, it's just the the relief of the pain of resisting. You know what I mean? If like if she's losing teeth and getting boils, and you know, we'll think of like way more interesting, horrific things that can kind of happen physically. I think that's the sort of initial impetus. But I think on a deeper level, what she gains, and I think it, it needs to be sort of thought of and worked out um, over time. But I think you know, if there's a person who um, essentially feels as if they're they have no autonomy you know over their body and it's completely you know they're controlled by the music industry they're controlled by their manager their handler and would rather kind of like you know if you take drugs to sort of feel nothing and disappear this idea of you know i'm just going to essentially take my hands off of the wheel and allow the spirit to kind of allowing them, you know, to take, to take over. And if, I mean, for example, like she could, if normally under, you know, she couldn't even go to the store alone, probably, you know what I mean? Or ride the subway. Right. But if possessed by the spirit, she's able to just like, you know, go to the hood in Kingston and just like, you know, just like walk alone places and not be treated sort of, um, you know, as this commodity that she's been treated, you know, throughout her career, but almost like, I guess like, it's, you know, like uh, a hippie, you know what I mean? Like if she's, if she's able to sort of, I think, mm -hmm. just have a sort of more free like lifestyle, mm -hmm. potentially that's something that's, that I think is something that, could be, you know, it's something I have to like to work out and think about. You know, I think 
I think it, the easy thing is she's relieved of the pain that she that she you know feels when she's initially resisting. But yeah, um, she could she could be finding joy in this in some way, and I I, I also think she might not consciously. I, I feel like we said that she might not consciously invite the spirit in. There is a version of her unknowingly like inviting the spirit in where whether it's through music or sound or, you know, like in some kind of way opening her body and her her mind to like what shock is describing in terms of like just freedom, you know, like freedom mm-hmm. from the way that she's been controlled by other people and the real like you know, kind of boxed in way of life that she's had to, to, to live so far. So I think there could be something there could be, she could consciously invite it in, but there's also a version in which she doesn't know that she's invited it in, but she's just opened herself up to something new and something different in this land that is foreign to her. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think there's a world where, if especially if like she's able to get vengeance via this spirit's control, you know, like for example, if there is this character like the one I mentioned who did who wronged her, you mm-hmm. know, and and she in this possessed state, he doesn't know it, you know, and he tries to wrong her again and gets the bad gets the the, the, the you know bad end of that, um, then I think that that's also like. It's the, not only the ability to kind of like break off the shackles of the industry, but to um, to wrong the people who she she feels have put her in that position potentially is also a possibility, you know. Um, but I think that that I think that's a it's something that, it's something to think deeper, you know, deeper about. There's also I mean, I think it's like there's a few ways. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brendan. Sorry, go ahead. Well, well, I was, I was just saying. No, you no, you go, you go, you go, you go. I'm going on mute. Go. Um, I, there's something to be said about someone who's in recovery. If we're to take your idea, win of her being someone who was formerly on drugs but now is not, um, and the struggle in that to find something else to give yourself to is something that drug addicts mm. don't to mm. in order to maintain being sober. And often mm-hmm. that's God. That's you know AA. That's any number of other things. It would be remarkable, you know, halfway through this movie. You know, if, if if she's found a clarity and a peace, even though <laughs> you know that that she has not been able to find otherwise, um, and, and and that you know there's yep. just an irony in that that I think is is you know potentially really fun to play around with. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I, like yeah. I, love that. I think that's I love right. That. I mean, I think it's like really it's a question of like I think probably what we're all kind of circling here one way or the other, and there's a bunch of ways obviously to do it, but it's like what is that threshold that what that what does the crossover threshold feel like and what is the choice that she makes and you can look at that question as a like a literal horror one like what are the mechanics of that and how does that happen but you can also look at it thematically right like what is it about this question of how is she open in that moment and what is the thing that makes that that possession happen um you know, depending on how you're sort of feeling the tone of the movie come together, Shaka, the balance of how explicit those two things will feel, you know, will 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 change. Will you know, will change, obviously. Um, but I think it's a good. I mean, I think it's. I think this is like. I think we're we're all kind of circling something. You know, that's like 
we want that way in to be to feel like a like a blessing before we realize it's a curse. If I'm if I'm reading you right, yeah, Saka. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's or smart. or the or the or the opposite actually, or the opposite. I, I was you know, say, like we think it's a opposite. curse, and I actually think it's more interesting if we think it's a curse and then it's a blessing, mm. right? And then it's ultimately it's, it's kind of a curse in the end for for, her, but, for everybody, yeah. But you know, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's like you know, yeah. it's for, or for everyone, you know. But yeah, yeah. this. I mean, I, I feel like we're headed in the right direction. So I, I don't think there's anything else we need to discuss right now. We'll email you guys kind of the recap of things that we brought up, but. Love, love how you're thinking about them um, right now. No, this is, and likewise, like, love, love, love these questions because they're helping me a lot. Um, Wonderful. And so, you're helpful. (laughs) To to let you all, update you all on Cortia and and Ida. um, So, um, Cortia, he's he's game um, specifically to kind of take part in a room. Um, He agreed with myself that you know, he felt like Ida should really be the one who writes the script. Um, and Ida, I, I spoke with Emerson, who, you know, represents Ida, and he said that um, she too was like game to do the room, but wanted to be the one to write the script. So everybody feels like she should be the one who writes the script. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not mad talk- at that. Yeah. That makes like, it I'm, I'm not mad either. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at either. And I, what I was thinking was, it could be a thing where she writes the script and then we bring on, uh, you know, another writer to basically do the, to, to basically like write the patois. Um, mm. and, 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 you know, and, and Rob has, you know, he's offered up a number and I'm sure he'll, he'll have even more by the time we get to that space so we can find someone to do a dialogue pass, um, mm-hmm. on that side of things. Uh, but, um, yeah, so that that sort of is where we landed. He said Ida's free, um, and you know, Cortia, he said he's probably going to be free around July. Um, that's probably also the when you know my mom gets home from rehab, probably next week, and I want to spend the rest of May and really all of June making sure that she's you know just getting her a little bit further along in her recovery. Um, so, you know, first week of July would be great for me. And I think like LA, you know, um, makes the most sense to do, uh, like a, a, a you know, mini room myself, Ida Cortia, uh, you know, Brandon can speak to, um, you know, we've, we've got an office space secured where we could, you know, do a room for a week or two, um, you know, and, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's sort of what we were thinking. Love it. Yeah, that's cool. It's also Independent Day, Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying to go off of our theme of freedom. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote. So uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I love that. I'm so happy that it'll be Ida, you know, as like our, our writer, you know, and yeah. Yeah. I think that feels right and Rob I know you sent us a few of the suggestions for the dialogue path so um yeah I think that makes a lot of sense and so the uh the room in the room with the three of you guys in July is to really like break story and to have some version of 
I guess, something that Aida can use to build out the pitch for the I, student? I think, I think what we do is we, we do that room to build a story out. And then based upon, and basically out of that room, we come away with a treatment that we could then, a treatment and a pitch that we can then, you know, go to studios with. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that one thing I, I, I do think is that it's, I think this, for multiple reasons, I think the sooner we can, and I don't know if it makes more sense to, I think we definitely have to have the treatment done and have the pitch ready, but I don't know if it makes the most sense to try to go, to, go out to our talent first and then go to a studio or go to a studio first and then go to our talent. But I do know that um, whoever plays this role of the pop star, Naomi needs like a year of like of dialogue training just because it's the hardest thing to do when you're not Caribbean, even if you are, you know, second generation, third generation Caribbean to nail that that dialect. It's like just the hardest dialect to nail. And I think the movie sinks or swims on that performance. For sure. Um, and so I think like casting that person and getting them with a dialect, you know, a specialist like for a year in advance, like Rob, Rob can tell you, he just was dealing with something where like dialogue show was like, yo, I needed a year for this and you gave me two months. Like, I can't, I'm not a miracle two worker. Weeks. You know? Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and HBO great. gave us two weeks to get this role right. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, um, you know, we, we had Daniel, we had Daniel working with Audrey and doing opera work, which for a really hard accent, like, don't get me wrong, that's like a really challenging accent. Um, but we did that for like half a year, you know? So I think with this one, like eight months, like it's going to be, a, it's going to be a beast. Cause she also has to, and I, I love to talk with you all about how Lupita pitch shifted her, her voice. Cause I think ideally we want to be able to, have possessed Naomi pitch shift her voice in such a way which it's not just, you know, she she has this Caribbean dialect, but she also sounds more like a man. Not yeah. necessarily full on, not necessarily full on, but like more like a, you know, like a man. Um, so. Hmm. Okay. I think this sounds yeah. good. I'm just, I guess we need to figure out I mean, it seems like the only person that we need to pay for the room is potentially Cortia, since mm -hmm. Aida is the writer and she'll get paid the writer fee for, mm -hmm. you know, when, whenever we do the deal with Universal. So I think it's, it's really Brandon, like yielding to you and like your knowledge from, you know, building this room before and figuring out like what is the amount to offer, you know, Cortia. And I also, from the room you guys did before, did you guys also have to give people credits or? Well, to be fair, we never did the room, Dana. Oh, okay. Um, but, I, but I do think that we should offer him some sort of consulting agreement. Okay. That would encompass his okay. fee for being in the okay. writer's room. Okay. Well, I think, I think, I think uh, based on what Emerson said, he was like, he wouldn't be surprised if somebody asked her to produce some kind of producer credit. Um, he's like, so just be prepared for that. And I think uh, uh, Storybot is is the sweet spot because you know we, that's what we're doing there. And it's like, and if all of our names are in the treatment, then we'll automatically get the Storybot. The WGA won't won't uh, make it a big deal. 
Okay. So I think I think story vibe for the three of us, and then screenplay vibe for Ida. And, and what you might go ahead. I, I was going to. I think what, what you might have to do, if I remember from the other talks about mm-hmm. the other room, um, was that it's this kind of thing where we you actually might have to pay me and Ida because there's some kind of MSN thing with the with the guild. Um, but it might be different because in that other instance, we didn't have a writer attached. So it might actually be, you might, it might be different if we're now saying, hey, Ida's the writer and this is something else. So it's something I think you just need to quit with the guild. Okay. Um, and Aida's cool with sharing story by credit, of course with you, but also with Portia. I mean, as far as Emerson should have communicated that too, but I think she's fine with it. As long as that's, she's the one that's that is. the understanding we've been working from for the last yeah. year. Okay. Because, I mean, I think the the other version is like letting her come up, like her have a conversation with Shaka and like another conversation now that we have this document and we have these questions and other thoughts and like let her come up with whatever version of a treatment that is like a jumping off point building off of what Shaka has. And then the three of you guys come together and sit in a room and invite courts. Cause then at that point it's like, she is the, she's the person who has, you know, like taking what Shaka has built and added onto it. And then it's like Cortia is just bring being brought into the process now as like, literally he's just weighing in on things that already exist you know like in a more consulting kind of way versus it feeling like i just i i mean i just don't know about chain of title that's my only concern like in terms of you know like taking to the studio and the studio um trying to figure it out but if you guys have already done that work i i might just be worried about nothing you know. I mean, I, I also use sort of what we did with the Lucas Brothers as a reference. Because basically the Lucas Brothers wrote a treatment that mm-hmm. they presented to me. I expanded on it. And then we, I brought on Will and mm-hmm. borrowed elements of his script that he'd written to write a brand new script. And so he and I got the screenwriting credit, but the four of us got the story by. Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, it, it, it's, I think it's feasible. I don't think, I think, I don't think she has objection to the story by. She really, her biggest thing was was less about credit and more about like, I don't know how to write with another person. Like, am I in the same room with them? Am I trading things? Like who like, it just, it's like, I want to be able to kind of take this and make it my own. And mm-hmm. I was like, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Okay. So, um, so, and I, and I want, I, I do want Cortier to feel like, I do want us to kind of all feel like, listen, this is the basics. Take this, get, throw it all away if you feel like it in these mm-hmm. two weeks and let's see what we kind of come up with. Okay. You know, versus then, being like, hey, we have something a bit, something a bit more firm. Got and, you. And you have to play within these parameters, you know? Okay. I think that's fine. The only other question I had was the spiritual um, advisor that you mentioned last time. I don't remember her name, but Rob, I think you have worked with her yeah. in the Yeah, Lantoinette. Lantoinette Steins. Where, what's the, the update? Or is she still going to be she, involved? Yeah, she's down. Uh, she actually called me to find out if I could get her on uh, this current project. Uh, and I basically was just like, hey, you know, what would you want for a fee? And she basically said it would depend on how often, you know, how she's used. If she's just, you know, 
giving notes to the writer's room uh, for accuracy or if she's just coming in kind of like as an advisor once the script is done to kind of tweak the, I guess, accuracy of it. I think I think that's the better play, actually. Mm-hmm. Having her come on after the script is done, I think is the okay. because now that we because especially now that like yeah, I haven't had the thought because once we made this fictitious island, I was like, yo, does it even have to be a room? It could it be like an indigenous tribe that we completely make up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I just don't want to be tethered, like you know, uh, I. I, 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 it started from a musical perspective. Just like when I heard the Abang, I was like, well, that's a bit limiting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like musically, like what I could do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, it plays like four notes, you know what I'm saying? I was like, so, I was like, okay, I want to definitely borrow another piece of music from the continent. So maybe these people didn't come from Ghana, you know, ancestrally. I think they come from, came from another part of, of the continent that has music that I'm more interested in fucking with. You know, so like, uh, I say all that to say that like, I don't even know if they'll if we'll end up being saying that, that it's maroons. It could be another indigenous tribe that we pattern off of because this happened all over the all over the world. Of course, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's yeah. like all over the world. It was like, right. you know, somebody somebody was like, no, nah, we're not going for it, and they were like, there's a treaty, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right. So. Colonialism is truly evergreen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's some power. And I think there's some power to even just being like, like, you know, making up all of the names and just being like, yeah, this could have been, this could be anywhere. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think it it definitely opens it up more, um, both musically and, you know, like the origin origin of whatever i mean it's also like there's something just creatively that adds a level of like a very specific dose of surreality when it's not a defined place like in that same like it's actually an interesting Mm -hmm. like you know just tonal story thing too of like I don't know. It's funny. It's just, you know, Jordan does that a lot with his movies too. It's like, he doesn't like to put it, he doesn't like to place it in a place where you kind of immediately know, Oh, that's upstate New York or, Oh, that's downstate. You right. know, and there it, right. it adds like, you know, it's not Guillermo del Toro, like fantasy land, but it does add like, uh, just this, this, this just slight gauze to dreamlike gauze to it. That I yes. think is pretty yes. cool. Yes. So that's very true. That's very true. All right. Well, guys, cool. I think we have covered it all. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good. Good to connect, guys. Yes. Good to connect. Yeah. It's good to yeah. And so next. And so what? What? What's next steps on our end? Um. Um. I think it's you know. Um. We. I guess we already have the date in place. So the only other thing we need to figure out is what what the WGA you know of it is right. in terms of. Right. You know who needs to get paid how much do we need to pay um do we have to credit can it just be more of a consultant kind of thing um i think that the desire is for all three of them to have a story credit like that's well, yeah. story credit yeah. for sure i'm talking i was talking more like producer I was talking oh got it got it got it because, that, um, that's, a, that's a question for courtia's reps and and their kind of expectations um 
I certainly I kinda do, but I kind of don't well I mean I guess we have to raise it at some point but it's it's almost like figuring out what that agreement looks like with him and is that his expectation without I, I just want I would want them to raise it to us without us yeah they should raise it yeah we shouldn't we shouldn't propose a producer uh, producer credit I think we should definitely propose a story by credit and see if they say well in addition to that can we you know get this kind of producer credit and I mean look like it is a two-week commitment you know, it is right, not, it right. is not, it is not, it is not a year long commitment. So like, if they are going to say, you know, we want to produce this, like, well, then what's he going to do later? Cause right. we could, we could probably, we'll probably use his big ass brain later. So. Right. True. True. <laughs> he, I mean, he, I don't know who his reps are. He doesn't strike me as that guy, but you never know until you start negotiating with people. <laughs> right. Right. So, right. um. But I mean, I'd love to have him a producer if he's down to just like, again, contribute his brains down the line in some capacity, you know, so. All righty. Well, I think that's it. So we just need to figure out the WGA piece and um, and then just lock down the date or you said first week of July, but figuring out what that date is. Great. Great. It's great. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great, have a Thanks great weekend. Thank you. Shaq, take care too. of your mom and your family and everything. And thank you. Thank you. Thanks. And, Appreciate uh, it. More soon. Bye, guys. All right. I'll speak to y'all soon. Take care. Go. Bye. Peace.